Whether you drive a car, need a car, or just occasionally bum a ride with friends, you've come to the right place. Join Jill and Tom as they break down everything that's going on in the auto world. New car reviews, shopping tips, driving green, electric cars, classic cars, and plenty of great guests. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. All right, this is the Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Thanks for joining us today. When you have a chance, please check us out at ConsumerGuide.com while you're there. While you're there, check out our 2023 Best Buy Picks. This list is an excellent starting place if you were shopping for a new car or truck. And you can stream back episodes of the podcast right there on our homepage, which is super cool. All right, let's see who's online with us today. Actually, she's in studio. She is the managing editor of Pickup Truck Plus SUV Talk. She's North American Car of the Year juror. Plus, she's a contributing editor here at Consumer Guide, and her freelance work can be found all over the internet. Did I get that all right? You finally got it right. It only took you like a month, but we're there. All right. Hey, Jill. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Jill. You're showing pictures of a C-Class Mercedes. Yes. And I'm looking at the the picture uh, inside a lot of carbon fiber. What is that? What do you mean? C-Wise. Is that a... It was a C-300. Oh, it's just to see. So, with an AMG package. Um. Yes. Okay. Lots of. Okay. So let's let let's set the scene here. We were we're looking at a base model of this vehicle, base with the Formatic, you know, all wheel drive system, forty five thousand dollars base price. Okay. It added fifteen thousand dollars in options. Yeah. As tested, more than sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm looking at the carbon fiber package. Yeah. Like, that's crazy talk. The red- and, that, and that's an AMG steering wheel. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah. And the the red leather seats themselves were a sixteen hundred dollar option. And it's and it's just a three hundred. It is. It is. That's a weird. I mean, it's kind of cool. You get all the stuff without the go. You you. Yeah, I mean, it had a good amount of go. It was a very nice, yeah. well handling vehicle. It is. Um, as I said, it's one of those vehicles I could own, but it doesn't offer a manual transmission. Ergo, I cannot there, own it. There are no manual transmissions. I am driving a manual transmission vehicle this week. Oh, 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 CT five. CT4. CT4, Blackwing. Okay. Blackwing, yes. Yeah. I'm driving a CT4. I know. I parked by you so you could maybe take a picture. Yeah. That's sad. Womp womp. I'm, I'm, we have to deal with this later. I'm getting terrible mileage. I haven't even looked yet because I'm sure I'm not getting great mileage either. So so before we go any further, after the yep. first break, we welcome late night legends, Chicago radio late night legend Steve and Johnny. They're going to be talking about cars, their new show. Yes. And they're sticking around for the quiz. Awesome. So that's some good stuff. That, but that, that means I'm not winning. <laughs> I'm totally not winning the quiz. You have a one in three chance. Uh, yeah, I'm not liking no, my you chances. Don't. We, we I can don't. see the topic. You have no chance. Yeah, um, thanks, thanks for that. You stack the deck against me. I love you too. I always ask you a question. You do. I always ask you a question I didn't prepare you for. Yep, you stumped me last week. So here it is. No, okay. I, well, I'm not trying to stump you. Okay. I just wanted to kind of be spontaneous. Oh, spontaneous. Got it. Yeah. Disregarding electrification, Jill. Mm-hmm. What do you see as the next big or reasonably big market segment growth opportunity? Market segment growth yeah, some, opportunity. Some, what, what segment do you think? I have an answer, by the way. I, I think we're going to see, at least I, I, no, I think we're going to see a rise in the compact, elect, or not electric, but compact pickup truck. That is where I think that we're going to see some growth. Right now we have the Hyundai Santa Cruz and yeah. Ford Maverick both in that segment. Both are very segment. cool. They're both very cool, but neither GM nor Ram have an entry into this segment. No. I think they should. And um, I've heard whispers that Nissan might be checking out the compact pickup truck segment. I don't, so. I don't think we know how popular the Maverick is. 
I think whatever it's, Ford tells you. But but you look at the sales numbers, and the sales numbers are pretty significant. They are, but I don't think they're building nearly as many as they can because they can't make any money on these right now. No, I mean that's that's fair. But why build they, a twenty five thousand dollar truck when you can sell a ninety thousand dollar truck? Also fair, yeah. uh, but they can't. They keep, they've closed the order books already for twenty twenty three. See, that's what I'm talking about. They just want people to go away for now. <laughs> I still think this is a segment that is um, a growth opportunity, and I would be surprised if Ram and Chevrolet don't get in it. Could be. So here's here's my thought. Okay. Chicago Auto Show. Yep. In days. Days. In days. Days. Uh, Toyota's going to launch the Grand Highlander. Yes. I think that's an interesting segment opportunity. Larger three-row crossovers. But not full size. But, but not full I, size. I've been thinking about the Grand Highlander, and we ha- obviously haven't seen it in person yet. We've seen pictures of the third row, um, but we, we <laughs> haven't seen the vehicle itself in person yet. Um, so I'm trying to decide if it's Hyundai Palisade size, if it's a little bit bigger than that. I think it's a little bigger. Okay. So, yeah. but, but not as big as, obviously, like um, an Expedition. I, no, no. And that's exactly what's going on here. So you have, you have your body on frame. Three-row crossovers, people love them, families mm-hmm. love them. Explorer, for example, super popular. And I think that longer ones, more expensive ones, are, are where there's money. Because you've got this huge gap between what an Explorer costs and what an Expedition costs. Okay. And that's just this big area mm-hmm. that's just sitting there. And I think that's an opportunity. We'll see. I think everyone's going to watch what Grand Highlander does. Yeah. I'm I think gonna it's be, a big deal. We haven't seen any specs. We don't have any details. No, we don't, we don't know squats. So I'm, I'm very curious to see <laughs> what the length is, to see um, the details. I mean, I think it's going to look like the regular Highlander, just bigger. Yeah. Um, is, is my guess. And um, I'm, I'm definitely curious about the third row. I'm a bit of a third row connoisseur. Uh, That's because you fit in third row. I am probably the only automotive <laughs> journalist uh, that actually fits in a third row. Uh, being five foot tall, I am probably who that third row is designed for. Um, but I, I've, I've done a couple of videos where I actually get, uh, I think the last video I did was in the um, full-size uh, SUV segment. And I went from like the Expedition to the Sequoia to the Armada to the um, Tahoe to the Wagoneer and got in all the third rows and I, I judged them. I judged them and I you selected judged them a winner. Harshly. I judged them very harshly. There was one clear winner and there were a couple of very clear losers. So wait, wait, wait. This is a video. It's a video. Okay, we'll have to link to we, that. We can link to that. Um, I don't get into third rows. Not, not for any <laughs> are, reason. Are you sure? I think that would be a very funny the la- photo. <laughs> the last third row I got into, you remember the Mercedes R-Class? Oh, I do. It was almost a minivan, but it had doors instead of sliders. Yeah. That had a truly generous third row. The Mercedes used to advertise that car or discuss that car. Front row was S-class comfortable. Mm-hmm. Second row was E-class comfortable. Third row was supposed to be C-class comfortable. Hmm. I don't know. They couldn't give them away. So, I, Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I remember um, Land Rover Discovery, that when it had a third row. It does have a third row. And I was on the vehicle launch for that. And again, five feet tall. And one of the program... Um, Guys, I don't, I don't know if he. I think he was one of the spotters. You know, like I call them oh, the Land Rover guys. Yep. And he was the off-road helper, folks. Yes, um, six nine, and he said he fit in the third row. And I actually did a video and made him get into the third row. Yeah, you know where his paycheck came from, though. I do, in fact. But he fit. I didn't look comfortable, but he fit. <laughs> um, um, you were on a plane recently. Yes. California. Yes. What were you doing? 
I got to see the... Screwing around. Well, no. I oh, actually went for a really nice run while I was there. Oh, good. Uh, but I, I, I also got to see the all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90. Just real quick, one mention of running. I'm noting it. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be at least two more. Yeah. CX-90. What's the CX-90? <laughs> the CX-90 is a three-row SUV. It's going to be replacing the CX-9. Okay. So there is a 2023 Mazda CX-9, and then it will be no more, and enter the CX-90. It's uh, Speaking of large three-row crossovers, yeah. but in this case, one that doesn't do a lot of business. And and not as large as whatever the Grand Highlander is going to be. Certainly not. No. Yeah. Uh, but they've completely redesigned it. They have an all-wheel drive standard that has a rear-wheel drive bias. So much more... It, I haven't driven it it's yet. It's a default rear-drive car. Yeah. Yeah, because the engine's actually longitudinal. Yeah. Goes to the rear wheel. And probably, if you need torque, it shifted to the front wheels. This architecture, by the way, was supposed to be under the Mazda 6. Yes. Which no one remembers. Yes, yes. So it's already... Forgotten. I remembered it. Um, inline six-cylinder engine, um, and uh, but yeah. So I, I think it'll have a much more sporty European feel to it. Uh, it looks great. Like I said, haven't driven it. Just walked around it, climbed around, sat in the third row, uh, did a lot of TikToks, did a couple of videos for YouTube, uh, wrote a story, um, took a lot of photos on Instagram. One TikTok reference. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and and that that then that is intermingled with you know the fact that I actually went running while I was there. Oh, <laughs> I've got at least one more reference to running. Yeah, but no, this, the CX-90 looks great. Um, not a lot of details. We know the inline six is going to have 340 horsepower, 396 pound-feet of torque. Uh, it will be only with premium fuel. You'll get those numbers. Apparently, you got newer numbers than I have, so I'll just cross mine out. <laughs> Um, but that's with premium fuel, and uh, the PHEV is uh, made it. I want to say it's a two point five liter, um, two point five liter four cylinder engine that it has made it to the electric motor PHEV system. We don't know the electric range, but that'll be uh, three hundred twenty three horsepower. Is, is the plug in version coming at the same time? They, we, I don't know. They did not okay. say. I'm going to assume yes, but I don't know. So there's a two-pronged strategy here, right? Yeah. We CX-90 mm-hmm. replaces CX-9, mm-hmm. which no one cared that much about anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there's a CX-70 mm-hmm. coming. Yes. Same architecture. Yep. And that's going to be two-row. Yeah. And, and you'll remember once upon a time there was a CX-7. I do remember the CX-7. It was yep. kind of weird looking. Um, I don't remember it being weird. And for a long time, that was the largest ever Mazda, which is yeah. a weird thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah, but there's actually the CX-70, if you want to know what that looks like, there's a European vehicle. I learned this this morning. <laughs> I didn't know this. I had to go I had to go searching, but this is called the CX-60, and it's a little yep. bit narrower than the U.S. CX-70 that we're going to get. Yeah, yeah, because what Mazda is doing with the, the, like the CX-50, the CX-70, the CX-90, is they are making them on a little bit more of a wider stance. So it, it just yes. looks a little bit wider. They've got some flared fenders, probably a little bit more cladding, but um, meant for the wider spaces that we have here in the United States. We have that space. Yes. So did Mazda talk about moving the whole brand upscale again? You know, they really, they, they didn't specifically state it, but, yeah. but you can tell what they're doing. Yeah. You know, this is not a vehicle that's competing with a Ford or um, a Chevrolet. It's, it's going to be competing with an Acura. It's going to be competing with an Infiniti. But will they get those customers? I... Your opinion. If if they don't, they should. Because, by the way, and, and I will, full disclosure, I am a Mazda fangirl. I've liked pretty much everything that they have done except for the Mazda 6. Um, and, I, I mean, they produce a very 
You didn't like the Mazda 6? Well, there was one iteration of the Mazda 6 that I didn't mm-hmm. like. The last one was fine, yeah, but the one great. right before that was... Yeah, right. But but um, they... Yeah, I got in trouble for that, uh, <laughs> my, my opinions on that. But um, I think that they've done a really good you know, job with all of their vehicles in terms of design, materials, uh, driving dynamics. They have a really sporty vehicle. And frankly, I don't know why they went away from the Zoom Zoom tagline, because whenever I think of Mazda, that's what I think of. Uh, oh, the, you know why? The only reason why is simply because sporty doesn't sell that much any well, yeah, anymore. Yeah, but they, they are still sporty. Yeah, I guess so. So... Do you think this is going to work? 690, CX-70, that's good, but mm-hmm. Mazda's never had any luck selling anything large. Right. And and I was just checking the numbers today. CX-5, the old CX-5, mm-hmm. which was supplemented by the CX-50, mm-hmm. which is a slightly longer, more off-roady version mm-hmm. of that vehicle. More cladding. Still, the CX-5 is by far the best-selling Mazda, 150,000 units last year, crushing everything else in the lineup. And it's like kind of old school, not having yet moved up market. Right. Well, you know, I mean, it did move up market, but it, what's really interesting, so when they launched the CX-50, right before I went to the CX-50. Which, by the way, is a heck of a nice car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, right before I went to the CX-50 launch, I had a CX-5 vehicle. So I did a walk around of the CX-5 and incorporated it into my CX-50 video. And the CX-5 looks clunky almost in comparison. It's kind of weird. It's upright. It, it, it's very weird. Like in the materials, the interior materials don't look as nice. Like everything on the CX-50 just looks more elegant and cleaner and nicer. Uh, I like the CX-50 more than the CX-5. I but do too. It's, it's crazy that the CX-5 is still selling so much. Yeah, it is. And I don't know. I, I think extremely loyal fans. I don't yeah. know that they're going to move to this... CX-50. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. They're not yet, but I don't. we also don't know. And yeah, this is the thing the about year. the strange days we live in. Yeah. We don't know if they're making that many of them yet. That's true. I mean, hashtag pandemic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it stinks because look at its sales numbers used to be fun. And they're yeah. not fun anymore because yeah. they don't, they don't, we don't know that they reflect consumer interest anymore. Right. Maybe they do. Yeah. It's what people can get their hands on. But if we did a quiz on sales numbers, like, oh, we did. Uh, and I failed miserably yeah, at it. Yeah. Kind of meaningless. Thanks, Thanks for that. All right. Yeah. Anything else? But when does this thing go on sale? Oh gosh, I think it's I think it's this summer. I know the drive program is coming up soon, and usually that means a couple months after that you'll you'll get it on sale. Sounds good. Yep. All right, we should take a break. Okay. When we come back, we chat with Steve and Johnny. Got it. All right, we're going to take a break and be right back. Stick around. Questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Welcome back to the Car Stuff Podcast. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, Jill. Hey, yeah. Ask me about Twitter. Why? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you keep saying that, and I'm going to have to throw something different. Like your your question that you ask me at the beginning that you don't prep me for, I'm going to have to surprise you with something every week. Okay, thank you for being completely useless. <laughs> so, Tom, this what is, about Twitter? Oh, thanks for asking, Joe. <laughs> this is typically the tar, the part of the show when I recommend that people follow me on Twitter. I'm Car Guy Tom. That is Car underscore Guy underscore Tom on Twitter. Uh, is that something? You're gonna, no, that's not TikTok. Jill's taking pictures. <laughs> And now I'm distracted. Yes, you are. So that's probably more like Instagram or Facebook. We'll yeah. put it on our Facebook page. How's that? That sounds good. Okay. All right, Jill. 
Yes. All right. Our guests today have resumes far too long to cover right now, but you know them as Chicago's late night radio legends. They also know and love cars, and they join us live in the studio. Welcome, Steve King and Johnny Puffman. Hey, guys. Hey. It is it is super cool having you here. Thank you. The the second ever radio show I was ever on mm-hmm. was with you guys, mm-hmm. like twenty years ago. Easily. Yeah, a long time Back, ago. I believe with uh, Frank Piler. I was with Frank. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we like to tell the story, though, of the very first time you were involved in the show. You actually called us I to did. talk about music. I did. In the middle of the night. Yeah, I was mad because I had purchased Wings Over America on CD. Yes. And it sucked. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the and sound we, quality on that terrible. was terrible. Awful. And Steve, this was McCartney. How could it yes. be bad? And Steve got to say, see, I told you, people. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I started listening to you guys because I worked in a place uh, a marketing research place late at night, and I was doing tabs for them. I was just running their numbers overnight. Mm-hmm. I did other stuff there too, but I stuck around because I was making four bucks an hour. So the overtime was nice. <laughs> yes. But the, the, there was a steel shield, steel shed building, yes. you know, typical office park, and I could get two stations, WGN Radio and WSEX, which was <laughs> a block away, and their tower was a block away. Yes. So I could get those two stations, <laughs> and I'm like, well, SEX is no good. What's this other station? <laughs> That Don't let that get of, around. It reminds me of the time that I was seeing a doctor, and I had a, a problem with a shoulder, uh-huh. and I had some... Uh, ultrasound. It was an ultrasound. They put the, the things on my shoulder. We happened to be in Schaumburg, right next to the WGN transmitter site. The doctor puts these things on my shoulder. Grabbed me and said, come with me. Walks out of the room. And I'm sitting there, and he's, he positions me in a particular way, and all of a sudden, Max Armstrong and Orion Samuelson are coming out of my shoulder. <laughs> and the doctor's in the hall with me, just what? giddy. He says, I have waited for years to have a GN person in here so they could hear the radio coming through their body. Absolutely <laughs> And we were, we were literally watching through a peephole while Steve is going, what is going on? Because you don't hear the radio except for coming out of your own body. That is so weird. It was Trust me, as, as much yeah. as I love them, I don't want Orion and Max coming out of my shoulder. <laughs> I did I did date a girl who claimed that she could get WLS on her braces. <laughs> I don't know if that was true, but that's the thing she told me. Now, this it was a tongue-in-cheek the... comment. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Oh. ba dum Yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyway, <laughs> not that we were on track ever. Um, um, you guys are back on the radio. Yes, we yeah. are. I feel like we never left the radio. Right. After almost 30 years together doing overnights on WGN, we took a little time off, wrote a book, and then they said, come back and do some vacation fill-in, which we did. And then they said, well, you know, you need to hang your hat on a show. I said, no, been there, done that. But then they finally talked us into coming back to Saturday nights. Yeah, the, the management at GN has been really, really nice and basically said, whatever you want, do it. And we said, yeah. uh, okay, so 9 p.m. till 2 a.m. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Streamed live all over the world. Excellent. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, mm-hmm. WGN kind of covers the whole Midwest anyway, right. Yeah, especially at night. 38 mm-hmm. states and parts of Canada, the old-fashioned <laughs> way. So I can get it in Palatine. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> Unless SEX is really active. I don't know that what night. that station is anymore. <laughs> I don't either. I think that's, there's still a broadcast tower there. I have no idea what that is. Now we're going to have to Google it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it was top 10 WSEX, and I wasn't listening to top 10 music anymore, so... <laughs> It wasn't very useful to me. Now, you guys recently did some car shopping. 
Oh, yes. we did. Yeah. For months. Yep. And it, it's good It's good to chat to someone who knows a lot about cars who did some car shopping because mm-hmm. the environment now is very strange. Yes. So, so you did end up buying something. Yep. We did. So you went through the full process. Yep. Yes. We but went to five dealerships. Five dealerships. Spent a, a great deal of time. And this was over about a, what, about a five-month period of yeah. time? Well, we really something concentrated like over three months once we realized we were going to do this. And it, my idea of a good time is not going to car dealerships. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> This is not fun. <laughs> and we learned the, the, the gamut, the best and the worst of what's out there right. with car dealerships. We experienced, absolutely. Yeah. Number one, four out of the five treated me as an equal, which That's was good. huge. Because we can go back to the days when I had the checkbook in my, my pocket, mm-hmm. and the people would not even speak to me. They were looking right at And we walked right out of Steve. the dealership. Oh, yeah. And I took my checkbook out, and I slept it on the table, and I said, we're out of here. And they're like, what? Who are you? Oh, you were there all the time? You know, really? But then four out of the six, and you're talking to two people who love music. Right. Four out of the six had blaring music in the dealerships so loud that you couldn't talk to the salesman. You couldn't think. You could not have a normal conversation. Two two salesmen said, come on, let's go outside. (laughs) And I'm like... Do you get the problem here? We're yeah. in your showroom and we can't speak to you because the music is so loud. Uh, don't get it. I do not understand that. My other observation was, please don't like dress like you're going to the gym when you're trying to sell me a very expensive car. <laughs> yeah. There, two or three times I looked at Steve and I said, do you think he works here? Or is he buying a car? Oh, he's our salesman. Oh, no. Sweatpants, sweatshirt. Well. No, Gym no, shoes. That one in particular, that was the, quote, salesman that we first had to make an appointment to see. Yes. And mm-hmm. we were talking with supposedly his assistant, with mm-hmm. Michael, when we made the appointment. And we were getting texts from Michael saying, are you going to be here? No, we, you know, we're Literally. holding the appointment. Five we texts, walk into the dealership. Five texts the day of the, the appointment. Five. Are you gonna, Don't forget, you got an appointment. We walk into the dealership, and the woman behind the desk, who could barely hear us because of the blurry music, said, oh, you don't need any appointment. <laughs> so then, then he comes out, and he, he says, uh, hi, uh, what are you here to Oh, and I should say that we had been told the two cars we were interested in would be prepped and ready for mm-hmm. us to take a drive. This guy walks out. What are you here for? We tell him we made an appointment. Oh, well, oh. Uh, Michael is my assistant. Let me go back. And he brings it up on the computer because he didn't. He had no clue what we were there to see. Ugh. And one of the cars that we were there to see was on the dealership floor and locked. And he said he had to go into a meeting. He went into a meeting to see one of the owners of the place who had the key. And he said, oh, well, he won't be out of the meeting for another two hours. So... That was the point at which we walked no. out of the dealership. Wow. Yeah. This is too much work. Yeah. It's yeah. already taken a lot out of me to go in the place. Right. Oh, just things that we learned. So we said, okay, that's it. We just won't fool with them anymore. We'll move on. Then we had a wonderful experience the same day. Went to another mm-hmm. dealership. The old school salesman dressed great. Music was not even on, in fact, and was so incredibly helpful. Um, then shortage it, of vehicles. They just and, didn't have them. But I apologize for interrupting, but we were going to buy a vehicle from that guy who was really good, ready to go in to see it, get a call from him. Uh, that vehicle you were going to see, the dealership was broken into last night, and that was uh. one of the six vehicles that was stolen. As he put it, your car was taken. And I was like, yeah. really? No. Yeah. After all this? 
And I felt for them because it sounded like he was going to start crying. I really felt bad for them because in nine minutes, six cars were taken. Nine minutes. So were you able to buy a car from inventory or did you order something? We We actually actually got very lucky. Yeah. uh, The... The day that we were that we bought our car, we had gone to another dealership, and the guy was very nice, but we learned the value of test driving mm-hmm. because this was a car we were really, really, really interested in, and neither of us could get comfortable in the seats. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Just And we found the more complicated the seat quite often, the less comfort you get out of it. And I know they say, well, you can Google a video and find out how to set your seat. Uh, I don't need 30 ways to set my seat. No. And, and and we had actually joined forums for these particular makes of cars. And one of the most common problems is people say, can I get my seat removed and have a normal seat put in? Because oh, this 30-way seat is driving me nuts. And it's like a $10,000 option or something yes. to get that mm-hmm. seat in the first yes. place. Yeah. But if there's a shortage of vehicles, you say, well, I'll you know, I'll bite I'll the bullet and I'll take, take that it. option. I didn't really want it. But after, and we've said this forever when we road test cars, spend some time road testing mm-hmm. it because you'll never get used to the seat if you don't like it. Yep. This is a thing that I'm worried about now, especially with Tesla and and. and EV startup companies and manufacturers supporting dealers having less inventory Mm -hmm. is that people aren't going to test drive cars and they're certainly not going to test drive exactly what it is they're buying. They're they're buying them online and then they have it delivered to their house, you know, and it's just like, that is not the way to do it. No, it's not. And if they talk to us, they're not going to get a good seat information, right? You're too small, I'm too big. Uh, We don't know from seats. I don't know. I think I have pretty good uh, seat reviews. I'm I'm, I'm good by the seat of my pants. Um, But no, I mean, what I always recommend when somebody is buying a car, because like you go to a dealership and you do like a 10-minute drive, that's not enough to tell you how the seat feels. I always say if you're interested in a vehicle, go rent it. You know, for like 24 hours or see if the dealer will let you do a 24-hour test because a lot of times they will. They used to. Yeah. They used to. We got very lucky, though. I would say every vehicle that we took a road test, we said, now we're going to take it for a test. We're getting on the expressway. And no one balked at that. I Mm -hmm. thought, oh, you know, they've only got two of these. They're not going to let us take it and rack up the miles on it. Did not have a problem with it. One salesman said, can I go along? I'd like to just sit in the back seat and relax <laughs> a said, little bit. He said, take me anywhere you want go to go. Go to Wisconsin. I'll, I'll, I'll take me with you. Yes. Yeah. So, so to cut to the chase, the, the day we wound up buying the car, we were going back to the dealership where the car had been stolen. It is right next to a companion dealership. We turned into the wrong driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And wound up. So we said, well, okay, we just go around, and we thought, well, okay, let's go in and look at these. Walked in, told the guy what we were interested in. He said, well, I've got a, a this. You want to take it for a drive? We did, and the minute we got in it, the seats felt so good. Mm. The test yeah. drive, everything worked out, and that's the car we wound up buying. And I guess it's worth saying that we were comparing apples to apples. So yeah. we were looking at Lincoln. Back to your conversation about uh, midsize sport utility vehicles. Uh-huh. So we were looking at Lincoln, Grand Cherokees. At the the Infin- Grand Cherokee, uh, Cher- Cherokee. The Grand <laughs> Cherokee with the, the E. Um, oh, oh, 4XE? Four, yes, yeah, 4XE. That's a, that's a right. great vehicle with yeah. night vision, too. Yep. Yes. Uh, so it was Lincoln and the Grand Cherokee, Infinity, um, and uh, 
well, it was a couple of Lincolns because there's the aviator yeah. and the Nautilus. Because mm-hmm. again, the shortage of they would say, well, maybe mm-hmm. you want to move into a bigger. I said, I don't want to be an Uber driver. I don't need three <laughs> rows of seats. Right. It's two of us, you know. But the three row seat was very comfy. But that's interesting how they can squeeze three rows into a midsize yeah. sport utility. And at almost six foot tall, I'm actually able to get in that third row. And I thought, well, you know, this is doable. Mm-hmm. Especially if I pick up a little extra money going to the airport, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the the one we wound up getting, uh, oddly enough, turned out to be the only vehicle that everything was on. There was no <laughs> chip shortage problems with yes. this particular vehicle. So we ended up getting a, a Genesis GV80. Oh, I love that vehicle. Yes. That is so amazing. I love that car. It is. I mean, it's a, yeah. it was love at first drive. Yeah. And, you know, back to the chip shortage, I really am, I, I, I can't tolerate this idea of, well, no, you can't have your lift gate um, programmed because we don't have that chip, but we'll oh. take $50 off your sticker Is price. that really worth no. $50? <laughs> yeah. no, like, come on. Yeah. I just, I just finished my review. It's published now of the Mercedes-Benz, the 2022 Mercedes-Benz um, EQB, mm-hmm. which is the electric uh, subcompact. It's really compact crossover but that window sticker is a nightmare there are several options that aren't i shouldn't mm-hmm. say options they're standard features yes but they're coded they're not listed so i had to make a bunch of calls they right. weren't super responsive getting mm-hmm. back to me on this but they finally did um but the credit was for eight hundred dollars and one of the options and i forgot what it was you can go and get for 50 bucks on your app mm-hmm but the rest of them, you're just never going to get. Well, it was the memory on the power seats. Oh, and we were told. I said, "Well, can we get it retrofitted when the, you know the chip comes in?" No, no, we wouldn't yeah, be able to do Lincoln that. Aviator. Yeah, yeah, the aviator. And I thought, oh, but I want those. Some of them were um, safety features, right? That weren't available. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, yeah I, that's so weird. So um, I, I don't know if you. I, I won't ask you about the spec of your vehicle or anything. But mm-hmm. when I was driving, driving the GV80. Um, I had it a couple of years ago, and I like to test some of the like autonomous or mm-hmm. special features. And um, they have the self parking feature in the vehicle yeah. that yes. I had. Oh. And so I was, I, I hit the button, and I'm filming video while I'm doing. So I do have video of this, and I so I'm like filming video, and the car says. Get out of the vehicle. And I was like, what? Yes. And so it mm-hmm. made me leave the vehicle so that it could continue parking without me in it. And I was just like, well, that's the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life. So what do you do then? <laughs> Does, is, do you have to hold something down on the no. fob? No. Once you tell it, you yeah. want it to park. We now, had. Now, if you're sitting in the car, then you still have to. In fact, I scared the daylights out of my brother. Yes. <laughs> because we pulled up. The, uh, the Genesis found the parking space. Yeah. And said, just. Hold your finger. Okay, so I'm holding one finger, and the car parks itself, moves back, moves forward, and my brother I, is freaking out. He said, this is like an amusement park ride. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little slower, you know. No. By the way, I, I do want to say, for those of you who are saying, oh, you got a Hyundai? Okay, made by Hyundai Corporation, mm-hmm. but Genesis is significantly different yeah. from Hyundai. It is, and, and one of the things I've said about virtually every Genesis I've driven, maybe every, I think every Genesis I've driven, is that interior would not embarrass a Bentley. Nope. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. It's incredibly In fact, beautiful. I believe, isn't one of the designers used to work with Bentley? I'm... I didn't know that. Does, yeah. that, does I, that sound it, familiar? He, I feel yeah, I, he, yeah. BMW, maybe. I know there was definitely 
Bentley, the, yes. I, I don't know exactly which luxury automaker it was, but he did work with um, one of the, like, Lamborghini or, so, you know, something mm-hmm. crazy. There, there was a BMW chassis engineer who went there yeah. to get the right handling thing nailed yeah. down, which they did. Which they did. Yeah, well, speaking finally. of interior, as we all know, colors become trends. And so this, you know, particular color is hot. Well, in interiors, we found the trend is butterscotch. Oh, this okay. caramely brown butterscotch that they call saddle oh yeah or caramel i mean there's like five or six different names for it and when you open it you're like whoa so you're i'm like you're kind of making a face there so i'm guessing you do not like butterscotch (laughs) it kind of shocked me because (laughs) we looked at it but that's not what we got okay no yes you loved it i was going i don't know (laughs) but now that i've seen it compared to what we have i'm yes yes my happy camper guess what we did Hmm. we ripped through a lot of time oh No, no, in an entirely good way. But but you guys are sticking around for the quiz, which yes. I totally appreciate. But before we go, how can people keep track of what you're up to? They can follow. Well, the easiest way, go to our uh, personal homepage, which is steveandjohnny.com and spell Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-I-E. So S-T-E-V-E-A-N-D-J-O-H-N-N-I-E.com. And you um, can link to all the places we hang out in yeah, cyberspace. We're all cool. over. And that's easier than Simonello. It, it is actually <laughs> easier than Simonello. But the X is silent. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, it's quiz time. Stick around. Questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. Questions or comments? Drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com. That's carstuff at consumerguide.com. All right, we're back. This is the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast, and I am Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive. Steve, you seem to know that song. Yeah, I think I've heard it someplace before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve, of course, providing all our music for the show, and we're very grateful for that. Jill, you do some social media stuff. Is this where I get to mention TikTok again? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do some social media stuff. So Instagram and TikTok and LinkedIn and uh, Twitter. You can follow me at Jill Simonello. So J-I-L-L-C-I-M-I-N-I-L-L-O. Much worse than Steve and Johnny. <laughs> I'll put that out there for you. But you can, you uh, can drive the dagger further into my heart by just mentioning running now. Um, on my Instagram page, I uh-huh. also post running pictures. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, because right. I just finished winter half, half marathon training, so, you know. That's great. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, can we talk about the race at the Chicago Auto Show again? That would be my fourth <sighs> running. We did that, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. So we'll all our obligations there have been met. Okay, but I four times talking about running. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep, it's coming out of your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know what time it is? Uh, No. What it's time is it? It's quiz time. Quiz time. It's quiz time. And today's topic, I think you'll appreciate that, is radio. Oh, yes. Car, I, I de- deck is definitely radio car adjacent. stacked against me. I see how this is. Not as, not as much as you think. Okay. Not as much as you think. Steve and Johnny have elected to participate as individuals, so there's three of you. Yes. We're going today. We're going to start with Johnny. I hope you're ready. Oh, always. All right. It is quiz time. Johnny. Wait, can I just say, Steve did not supply this music for anyone that's listening. No, I had nothing to do with this music. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) He's a versatile musician. That's that, This music is above my pay grade. <laughs> this this is our new quiz music. Yeah. I love First it. First time. Yes. Yeah, nice. we used to do this. Uh, uh, the old version of the show, we would do this. Uh-huh. Producer surprised us with it one day, and we're like, this is pretty oh, funny. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, Johnny. I was stalling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't know the question yet. <laughs> I know. But I'm always the Stall question asker. the question. <laughs> I ask the questions, but go ahead. In what brand vehicle was the first OEM factory radio installed? Was Ooh. it the 1922 Chevrolet or the 1926 Oldsmobile? It was the 26 Olds. All right, Steve. I think it was the 26 Olds. Jill, up to you. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so I'm not going to say the 26 Olds because they both did, and they're probably right, so I'll go with the 22 Chevy. Jill, you're correct. It's the 22 <laughs> Chevy. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Jill gets a point. It was, wow. uh, get this, it was a $200 option back in 1922, wow. $3,100. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Crazy yeah. talk. All okay. right. Jill is on the board with one. This question, uh, we'll start with you, Steve. Okay. Steve, how much was the optional AM radio in the 1972 Ford Pinto? Was it Ooh. 30 bucks, 60 bucks, or 105 bucks? The Pinto. Pinto. Uh, I'll say 60. Jill, 30, 60, or 105. Optional AM radio, 1972 Ford Pinto. What was the model year again? 72. That was a long time ago before I was born. Some, are you doing some reverse inflation no, calculations? No, like, that was before I was born, so I got, I got nothing. Um, $30. And I'll choose the other one. Hundred and five. <laughs> yes. Steve is on the board. It was sixty bucks. Yay! Inflation adjusted. That's now four hundred and thirty-five dollars, which mm. seems like a lot of money for AM radio. Yeah. Can you even get a standalone AM radio in any car now? No. In fact, our problem, as you know, is you can no longer yeah. get AM radio at all. Yeah. yeah. In a lot of cars, you've got to, you know, have to app it. App it. App it. Mm -hmm. Jill. All right. Jill, in CB radio lingo, what's hmm. a 10 100? A 10 100? I'll give you a list. Is Thank it a you. bathroom break, a lunch stop, or traveling with wife on board? 10 100? <laughs> CB I, radio lingo. I, I don't think it's that. Um, you're saying bathroom break, lunch stop, or. or traveling with wife on board. Yeah, because I wouldn't ever be able to use that one. Um, 10 4, good buddy. Yeah, 10, 10 4. Watch it. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna say lunch break. Johnny, is it a bathroom break, a lunch break, or traveling with the wife? I think it's traveling with the wife. Been there, done that. I've heard it before. All right, Steve, this goes to you. Bathroom break, lunch stop. I want to say bathroom break. Steve, you're correct. <laughs> Steve has two points and is okay. in the lead. Oh. Quick CB story, if I may. Oh yeah. All right. We traveled uh, until just about 10 years ago with mm -hmm. a portable CB radio with us as we were going back and forth to Florida. Saved us many, many times. We'd get off the road and follow all the truckers because we heard what they were talking about on the CB radio. We're on I-65 one morning. We'd worked all night long. I'm the seat cover because I hear the truckers talking back and forth about the guy in the silver car up there with his seat cover who must be high maintenance. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Me? Why are they saying this about me? And they chattered for the next 15 minutes about that poor soul has to work all the time to keep her in beauty shop appointments. Oh <laughs> and I'm like, but what? Johnny wouldn't do what I wanted her to do. Say I something wanted, back? I, yes. I wanted her to key the CB and say, yeah, but I'm worth it, guys. <laughs> I was horrified. And she wouldn't do it. I mean, this was only like 10 years ago. I totally would have done it. But I said, just because I've got my hair in a bun, I go to the beauty shop every week. They were just engrossed in this kind of this fantasy world. Literally for about 10 miles. Oh, that's yes. hilarious. Uh, yes. It's uh, a wife on board in high, my world. High, high maintenance, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, 
Yes. What is the premium premium auto brand option in the 2023 Mitsubishi Outlander? Everyone knows this. Uh, is it Bose, JBL, Craco, or Pioneer? What? I need the premium, the premium audio system. Premium audio system. I think it's standard in the top trim level. Bose this is in which brand? Uh, Mitsubishi Outlander. We didn't look at that. Um... <laughs> So we have Bose, JBL, Craco, and Pioneer as options. I'm going to go with the good old Pioneer. It's been around forever. <laughs> Oddly enough, that's where I was going to go, too. Jill, this goes to you. Uh, I should know this. I don't remember it. I'm going to say Bose. It is Bose. Ah, I, I, I don't know if anyone remembers Craco, but that was the house brand at Kmart. No, I'm like, nev- never heard yeah. of that. But, but speaking of third rows, the Outlander mm-hmm. has a third row. And you want to talk about dinky third row? Yeah, yeah. You, if you're the kid that has to sit, you drew the short straw. You're like quite either... literally the short straw. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question of the regular questions goes to Steve. Okay. Steve, uh, what was the Billboard Top 100 song of 1978? Top. Was what was that box called? The top. It's the annual Top 100. Mm-hmm list for this yeah uh pop rock i had it here as top hop i think it was top box i can't remember what that was called my notes are bad uh oh hot 100 that's what it was Mm -hmm. okay yeah the top hot 100 song of 1978 was it shadow dancing by andy gibb how deep is your love by the Bee Gees? lay down sally by eric clapton or wreck of the edmund fitzgerald by gordon lightfoot (laughs) okay 78 78 Okay, uh, can I have them again? Sure. Shadow Dancing, How Deep Is Your Love, Lay Down Sally, Fitzgerald. Ew, I'm saying either uh, Shadow Dancing or How Deep Is Your Love, and because Saturday Night Fever was so big, then I'll go with How Deep Is Your Love. All right. Jill, Shadow Dancing, How Deep Is Your Love, Lay Down Sally, A Boat Sinks. Look at that face. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know any of these songs. You do. Oh, you do. You do. Um, when you hear them. Yeah. There's certainly no wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I think I sang that in choir as a kid. Oh. Isn't that weird? That is Didn't weird. that happen in Lake Superior? Yes. yes. Okay, so I went I'm to... I'm sorry, no, Lake Kitchigumi. I went to school in Michigan, so okay. uh, that we, for whatever reason, it's like a holiday. it was a good idea to sing that in choir. Yeah. Um... This is starting to qualify as stalling. It is 100% stalling. Okay, read well through done. the other ones that aren't that. <laughs> that aren't Fitzgerald? Yes. Shadow Dancing, How Deep Is Your Love, Lay Down Sally. Eric Clapton. I have no idea. Um, I, because we're kind of tied, I don't want to say the same thing as you. Um, <laughs> I'm getting help from producer Randy in the wow. back. He says one, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> So you're saying Shadow Dancing? Yep, I'll say that one. All right, Johnny, this goes to you finally. <laughs> that was my guess, Shadow, Shadow Dancing, because of the popularity of Andy Gibb. The ladies have it. Oh, Woo! thank you, Randy. <laughs> so, Joe, you thought you weren't going to win. Oh, that was a total fluke. Uh, <laughs> final score, Jill uh, 3, Steve 2, Johnny 1. But we go to the bonus question because... That's what we do here. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, it goes to you first. Um, is it going to be about... No, no, it goes to Steve I was going to see, is it about the Hallmark no, goes, uh, sweater? No, no it, goes, it goes to you first. No, I'm just bad uh, at this. Hallmark, he, he, he loved to go from the Hallmark Channel for a while. Oh. So. No, 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 no. No Hallmark Channel. Hallmark. No, this oh, okay. is completely related to today's topics. Okay. All right, Jill, which of the following is not on the Subway restaurant menu in Norway? Totally related. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. The taco sub... The spicy vegan sub, the plant-based teriyaki steak sub, or the tangy grilled lutefisk sub? 
I'm going to go with the taco sub. You think that's the fake? I think that's the fake. All right. Johnny? I think Lutvisk is the fake. <laughs> All right. And yeah, what were the other ones? We have the taco sub, the spicy vegan sub, the plant-based teriyaki steak sub, Ooh. and the tangy grilled Lutvisk sub. I'm going with the plant-based uh, teriyaki steak. Johnny gets the bonus question. <laughs> Though it sounds delicious, the tangy grilled Lutefisk yeah. is not real. I don't know. It just seemed like a taco and a sub. Like that was a little bit of a, you know, antithetical yes. statement. But uh, <laughs> I think we have nine minutes. Yeah, I, I was like, I've got my timer. No, set no, and it looks we didn't like... start on the hour today, and I'm totally no, no. confused. I, I, I've got it. So it looks like we're at eleven minutes. So okay. yeah. Okay. So we have eight minutes. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> We didn't get to talk about, and we're going to do this now, the craziest cars you guys ever owned. Because, Steve, I know you were one of the only people I know who owned a Lotus. Yes. Yes. A uh, 74 Lotus Europa. It was basically, it was a street-legal version of the car that Colin Chaplin, uh, Chapman uh, won the Grand Prix with. And it was... I know. That is so On cool. On Chicago Expressways. It was... <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. You could actually ride, drive under a semi, right? It was so low to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really low, and uh, at the point that I was living in Calumet City, driving into downtown, a truck threw a stone into the windshield. It took two months to get (laughs) a new windshield from London. That was the point at which I said, you know, this just ain't fun anymore. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Because that car, as, as fun as it was to drive, it was spending most of its time being repaired mm. and that's i'm sorry no and what a shock when you come from a 59 chevy <laughs> a boat to a yeah, lotus that 59 chevy was my first car with the biggest trunk known to mankind at <laughs> that time i was with my first band in that trunk we had three count them three amplifiers two guitars one bass saxophone full drum kit and uh some of our uh costume changes that's like a, a 10 Seminolo trunk right there. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh. could have been uh, 20. 20 Seminolo trunk, yeah. right? So I have this image in my head, and, and, and I, I'm, almost, I'm almost reluctant to just say this, but you were a top 40 big market DJ at the time that you had your Lotus. Did you yeah. smoke a pipe or have a jacket with patches on you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. None of the above. I'm glad okay. you said pipe. No. <laughs> yeah. The rest is none of my business. <laughs> but, but you'll get a kick out of this. I went from the uh, 74 Lotus. To a 75 Imperial. <laughs> so from one extreme to the other extreme. But you totally could, reliable, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you could park the Lotus in the Imperial. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember, Johnny, you were super fond of a Grand Prix. Unit. Oh, my, my favorite car, my first car. It was a 76 Grand Prix SJ. I bought it in 78 for $3,000. I sold it in 84 for $3,500 <laughs> because cars were downsizing. Yeah. So found a guy who was pushing seven foot tall. He said, if you ever want to sell the car, I can't fit in cars today. Mm. So I said to Steve, we'll sell it to him for $1,000. I've had it all these years. And he said, And no. I said, au contraire. You could name your price with this guy. And I said, <laughs> what about... And I started at four, and we settled on thirty five hundred, and so I made five hundred, and loved that car all the years. Now I you had. said it was a seventy six. It was a seventy six. Yes. Yeah. So that was, was it seventy six or seventy yeah, seven. Uh, uh, both, both years are before the downsize. Seventy eight was, oh, yes, was the huge yeah. downsize, and it was an oh yes, and um, it was an SJ, so it was fast and 
It was so SJ did, was it like a two color thing going on there, like no. a different color vinyl no. roof or no? Nope. Really? Oh, yeah. interesting. It was a, a beautiful copper tone color. Mm. Which was and really if you live uh, on or around the uh, north side of Chicago, you can still see it driving around there every night. Really? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. The guy loved it so much. <laughs> Which, you I, know. It's weird to see your old car being driven by somebody else. It is, because, you know, we've talked on your show before about our 31-year-old Pontiac, grand, uh-huh. our, our Pontiac uh, Bonneville. Mm-hmm. And, oh. Which should have had 30-way seats. <laughs> it didn't? Like, no. No 30 oh, because that was a GM thing it, at the time. It, it had... Uh, Eight-way. Uh, it was more than that. Really? I mean, it, it was a really uh, confused Oh, that's right. It had a there. panel yeah. on the on the center console. I say had because finally we found someone <laughs> who loved it as, as much as we did for 31 years. We only had 62,000 miles on the vehicle. It was wow. at the point where it was starting to have some problems uh, that were beyond our pay grade. So and our our mechanic always called her Bonnie. He would call <laughs> us and say, "I took Bonnie home with me, so Bonnie wouldn't have to sit outside." So we said, <laughs> "He's the man to ask yeah. if he wants to so take Bonnie has, from he us." He has her. Yes. Bonnie Bonneville. That's awesome. Jill, how are we doing for time? You're the timekeeper. You got like four minutes. What was your favorite car you owned? <laughs> so I've never, I haven't owned that many cars. I've I've only owned in my life like really three. Oh. Um, so I, I started out with a Chevy Cavalier. Sorry. And then I had a set. lot of people bought those. They, they, well, I, and let me, let me say this. I bought it for a dollar from my sister who bought it for my Congrats. other sister. <laughs> so it was like the hand-me-down, uh, vehicle in our family. And I, I didn't get it until I was out of college. That was my first car. Then I had a Saturn SC1. And then, uh, my or husband. As, as our producer at work called, he said, I just bought a car. I got a hootie car. And we said, a hootie? He says, you know, hootie and the blowfish. You have to listen to them when you drive your Saturn around. <laughs> oh, we said, really? I loved that car. I loved it. It was a beautiful, like, racing yes. green color. And then it had this lovely um, tan interior that didn't have a goofy pattern on it. Because Saturns had, like, right. goofy patterns on their seats. Mine was, like, a basket weave pattern. It was beautiful. And that was the three-door, right? Uh-huh. Where the the passenger side door yep. had a had a I suicide loved, door thing I going on. I love that car. Um, and then my husband and I we've owned two GTIs. There you go. So yeah. Hmm. So that's that's it. I'll I don't know. You. I talk about the Scirocco too much. You know what I had? I had a '95 uh, Acura Integra. Mm-hmm. Fabulous car. Yeah. Yeah. It was a base car, wheel covers, but still, it was a delightful car. <laughs> Unbelievably reliable. Thirty miles per gallon. Fun to go. Wow. How are we doing for time? Three minutes. <laughs> Three minutes. And to think we do six hours a night. I know he's like rushing through. He's like, we gotta get through. We gotta get through. We gotta through. Oh, wait, how, three what? minutes? Yeah, what? yeah. Well, no, it's very weird now. Yeah. But you guys can remind us how we uh, can keep in touch with you. Yes, uh, I'm still thinking about when Bob called us to tell us I got a damn hootie car, <laughs> yeah. and I could never look at a Saturn without thinking hootie and the blowfish. Oh, that's perfect. And I got nothing that against that's them. That's absolutely perfect. But, um, and you knew our producer, Bob Kessler, back uh-huh. in the day, very music-centric guy, and it just killed him to think that that's what people thought about him. <laughs> uh, yes. You, you can, can follow us at uh, 3dub.steveandjohnny.com, and that will take you to all the places we hang out in the internet, except for one of the new ones that, uh, Jill, have you experimented with Post yet? I've tried to get on Post, but I have not um, received are, are an invitation there, yet. You I'm will. on the wait list. Yeah. It, so. it, it takes a while, but it, it's really interesting. Yes. 
So buckle up, Tom. Sounds good. More info on toast. More to come. (laughs) Post. Yeah, I'm still trying to get past TikTok. (laughs) All right, that's the show. Guys, thank you so much for making the effort to come out here. We appreciate it. This has been fun. This is Palatine. I hope you like it. All right, be sure to catch us every week right here on Talk Zone. Uh, the show is live every Monday at 3 p.m. Central Time or noon Alaska time. Hmm. Miss the show? Download the podcast and be sure to share, like, review uh, the podcast. It's a big help. Big thanks to my radio mentor, Steve and Johnny. Oh, you're here. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> thanks to producer Randy and the good folks here at Talk Zone. A special shout out. Uh, we did that. <laughs> Joe, let's talk more about cars again when? Next week. All right. Sounds good. Remember to check us out at consumerguide.com. The Car Stuff Podcast is produced by J-Turn Media. To advertise on the show, please drop us a line at carstuff at consumerguide.com.